fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. The last thing you want to hear while listening to your favorite podcast is another gimmicky ad. NJM feels the same way. It's why they provide award-winning service without the use of mascots or repetitive jingles. And when you upgrade to NJM, you could even save on your auto insurance. Better service and possible savings? Sounds like a win-win. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. Visit njm.com slash podcast for a quote to see how much you could save on your auto insurance. Behind home play, we bringing it to them all day. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing student host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the bottom lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Josh. Hey, 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 Matt. How you doing? Good, good, good. You having a pretty good week? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I just saw Alabama hit another three-pointer. So that's <laughs> right. uh, 200 yeah. or 300 three-pointers uh, so right. thus far, but, still counting. I feel yeah, like we, I'm having, I have nightmares of them just hitting threes. Right. We pushed it today so we could watch the Maryland-Alabama <laughs> matchup. And who knew it was just going to be threes all night? Yeah, I got so mad. And it just, it, to me... It was just so dumb watching it. And if I was on Alabama's end, I'd be loving it. Yeah. Like, like, it, let me hire that coach. But watching it, it was just like they would just, you know, dribble up, either drive or just throw up threes and then get long rebounds. And uh-huh. if they didn't make it the first time, they get a long rebound and then pass it back and someone would hit an open three. It's, it was just, it was silly. It was like playing the Yankees with the steroids where it was just dongs for days. Yeah, and and you knew like I went back and looked like this is not possible. Like they were over the season, they were like hitting at, at a three fifty clip, and they always shot a lot of threes, but they didn't typically make that many threes during the regular season. So they were just freaking on fire, on fuego. And I thought Maryland played pretty well, especially the first half. Like they put up points, but man, it was just it doesn't matter. Like uh, the Terps could have played their best game of the season, and they still would have lost by you know fifteen points because. Um, they were just freaking, I saw some people calling them the Alabama warriors. And that was, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like Curry was out there knocking down threes. It was ridiculous. No, it's, 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 yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Did you make it to the end of the game? Yeah. Only cause I had some money on it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I hope it was for the amount of threes being scored. I fell asleep. Okay. I, once it, uh, once it got to what? 21 point spread. I went and took my little sleep gummies to watch the rest of the game and fell asleep. Yeah, these games are the type of games where I lose all my money because they get behind and they think, oh, Maryland will come back. And then the uh-huh. line gets up to like seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. So I put a little more money in there. Fifteen, oh man, let me put a little more money in there. <laughs> right. And next thing you know, I lost all my money. Yeah, so that's kind of how the, that works. The first half was not bad. 
And Especially, you thought, and after no the first half, could, no you one thought could, that, yeah, you said second half coming in. There's no way they shoot 50% from the three. Yeah, that's what. They, they had eight threes in the first half, shooting <laughs> yeah. 50%. It was like there's no way they're going to shoot 50% in the second half. And right. we kept it close while them hitting all these big shots. So you thought for, for sure, like not even that Maryland's going to win, but for sure there's going to be a close game. But of then course. the second half, they just kept on making them. It was amazing. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. But, hey, uh, we, we skipped a day to watch the game, but we're going to talk Orioles tonight and lots of Orioles. Um, maybe, maybe we can talk about how no wide receivers want to come to Baltimore, but, but I think we can focus on the Orioles for an hour tonight. I, I do want to uh, shout out our Patreon members. I always forget this, so I made a note at the top. And uh, this week, let's thank Michael and Charlie as our Patreons of the week. You can be one by going over to section336.com and click on the sponsor 336 button up at the top. It's how we keep this show ad free. Okay. And you just made reminded me that we had a, uh, we also had a new iTunes review. Oh, I have not checked that. That's another great way to support okay. the show. Let's get yes, all this. Show. This is the stuff we normally do in like the final 10 seconds of the show. Let's get them up on the front. Yeah. You, you got that review pulled up? Is this going to be a slippery Soroka type no, one? No, no, no. Or is this, this a good is, review? Uh, it's a five stars. It's five stars. Right, now's the time, guys, to review and share the show uh, because it's baseball season and people are looking for Orioles podcast, getting excited. If you're watching us live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, I'm told to tell you to bang the bell. I don't know what that means. Uh, hit right. the bell. I don't know what that means, but apparently there's a bell. And if you hit it, then you'll get notified when we go live in the future. Okay. So hit that bell. This is from Mike H79. Mike H79. All right. He said, I have been searching like for, for years for an Orioles podcast, and this is it. I listened to plenty of interesting podcasts that seem to, to disappear after one or two episodes. These guys are clearly committed and are entertaining and informative. A great listen. Why are you laughing, Josh? <laughs> because there's one thing I say, we're committed. Yeah, that's like saying when I would play high school basketball and have like five points, and 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 you you would get a compliment saying, "Hey, you really had good hustle out there." Uh, yeah, like that, you, <laughs> well, you know, what you're you're committed. It's a but one of those backhanded compliments. It's All right, the I'll guy. Take it. We I I always reference my softball team. It's the guy that's not good, but he shows up for every game. So you put him in. He's committed. You need his body. You He's need at, his body. His yeah. body is at every practice, every game. So you got to give him time. Yeah, we We're might committed. not be. We not might be high quality every week, but we're committed. We will we're be here every week. And yeah, and I, I and we tell people we're different than all the other podcasts. You're not going to get all the nerd stats. We're here every week. Oh. Here every week. <laughs> we're brothers. We have a different kind of view on things. Yeah. So, but appreciate the reviews. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep the Patreon support coming. I want to make I want to make a new ad or something for three thirty six. We're committed. We're committed. That's like our yeah our slogan. All right. Right. Forget. Uh, uh, we've played with what Baltimore's best sports podcast. We've played with the next generation of Baltimore sports. We've played with four fans by fans. And the new slogan is we're committed. Yeah, we're committed. Uh, Baltimore, we're committed. Sums it up. Um, yeah, that's, we got we got that going for us. Hey, Josh, let's start the show with State of the Orioles. Can, can we start the show with State of the Orioles? <laughs> yeah, let's talk State of the Orioles because I listened to uh, the Baseball Barbecue podcast right before hopping on here, and they went through all the teams in the AL, and they started off with the Orioles. Oh, cool. And I, was, I want to start with it because I'm just like on freaking – Josh, I'm serious. I don't know if I've ever been – higher on the Orioles than I am than I am at this moment. Like I don't think now, the not state for of the Orioles year, have ever total. been higher. 
I agree well, with you. For this year and going forward, did, did, did you see their tweet about the the Dominican, the, the Dominican Republic, the, the yeah. facility that they're building there? Did you watch the four minute video of yeah, Michael Elias talking about it and um, the Oriole, and Kobe right. Perez talking about it? It got me pumped up. I yeah. was ready to go to DR and start tra- training for there. Well, and that's where the Orioles screwed up. That's where the Orioles screwed up. They should build that same place and let Oriole fans go. They'll make so much money. Because I watched that video and I was like, all right, when do we go? Sign me up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said it's like the place that's in uh, in Sarasota. They said right. it's, it, it looks of, beautiful. That. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, it's, uh, what was it, like twenty. 20- like twenty six million dollars or something, this or twenty two million dollar investment. All right, so bye 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 in the building. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is the stock is up, and this is and and all the things that they said are correct. The the place in the dr their their new facility. It's not and it's not just like a practice field, right? It's three buildings. It's like a little town. Yeah. I mean, they got it they, looks they got like an education center where like you go to school right, for these kids. kids. Yeah, you get twelve-year-olds going there. Right, um, they're signing. You you also have like kitchens and uh, cafeterias and offices. It's just this. It's like a little town yeah. uh, within itself, and it's going to be an awesome not just training facility but recruiting facility because signing international free agents it's like college recruiting except you can throw money at them, but you still have to get them to choose you. Right. Um, it's not like a draft, so this will right. help. Yeah. Players choose them and then help them develop them. So it's awesome. It's I'm yeah, pumped about it. It's the it. only place where you can legally go buy kids. Yeah, yeah, essentially. You, but yeah, and, but <laughs> do it in a in a, in a, in a yeah, legal a fashion. Yeah, and a, yeah. a, a non creepy fashion. Well, I don't know about that. Like, I think there are some ethical issues with paying a sixteen yes. year old oh, hundred thousand no, dollars. I, I agree on ethical, ethical issues, issues. I wouldn't call it creepy. Yeah, it's not creepy. Um, though, for some reason, we're still not allowed in South Korea. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's that right. Happens. When's the last uh, baseball player that came from South Korea um, that you well, won on the Orioles? Yeah, the the um, who did that? Did uh, uh, who's our boy? Did did our boy come from South Korea? Hansu Kim. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. There's the last story. I was waiting for you to mix up some Korean and Japanese players. I was trying to set you up for a big The guy who just retired but didn't retire went back to South Korea, Sunsun Chu from Texas, who had a really nice career. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, yeah, Dominican Republic, way more baseball players come out of there. That's that's where the action's at. And so that shows a huge commitment. It reminded me. It reminded me looking at the video. I know they were saying Sarasota, but it reminded me of Aberdeen and the whole Ripken experience and what they've yeah. got going on there. Yeah. So all good. State all of the good. Orioles way up. Uh, well, yeah, because remember, where did we get this whole State of the Orioles thing from when they, when they started like trying to defer arbitration salaries? Oh. And it was like, what is happening? Like, are the Orioles yeah. going to – Josh was spreading rumors that we were moving to Nashville. The, me, in the middle there, of night. <laughs> there was an article in the Washington Post this past week implying that the Orioles are going up for sale again. Yeah. Uh, so People and, and, are stupid. Yeah, if, if Mike – if John Angelos – is investing $22 million to build a facility in the Dominican Republic. I don't think he's planning on going anywhere ever. So, yeah, I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the state is up through the roof. And on top of that, uh, I don't remember when this was officially announced. I think it was announced but not officially announced, the signing of Mikel Franco. So now we got yes. Michael Franco as, as well on the on the squad. Yeah. Which, and he had a home run today. So, yeah, the stock in 
all even I think this year, like I am pumped about this year and we can get into it, but I'm really excited about this year. I think we're going to shock a lot of people. I talked about my betting habits uh, earlier with Maryland game. <laughs> yeah. Josh, I've never put so much money on a single bet and that's betting the over for the Orioles. Oh, that's a really, ha- what do they have it at? 64 games, 64 and a half. I just, Man, I just I'm, poured I'm money into what, what it. I just poured say? money. My, my, I saw McMichael right. Franco kids... hit a home run, and I saw <laughs> freaking uh, right. the, Trey Mancini hit a home run. I just started pouring my 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 kids' college tuition uh-huh. into the Orioles think, over. Yeah, the kids are referring to it as your stimmy, right? You put your yeah. stimmy on there. Yeah. Well, they there's a bet limit with the over, so <laughs> it's oh, okay. to the limit. So it's so a fifty bucks. A hundred bucks. That was the limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a quite a nice college. Uh, College fun you got for your kids. Well, there. he's young. He's young. What's, yeah. what's the payout? What's the payout? They're gonna hit. They're gonna pass sixty-four wins. Uh, it's the one as uh, negative one ten or whatever. So you get like ninety <laughs> so get bucks 90 or something. Bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you. Hmm. So I just have to wait whatever seven I'm, months to get my money. One hundred <laughs> bucks. You make ninety over seven months. I. I, I guess that's like a long-term savings bond. I, I yeah, I'd be better off putting it in Bitcoin probably, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at least it's not GameStop. You got something yeah, but there. I, but get, I'm so freaking optimistic about this year. Like, I think we're going to shock the world. And I, I'm not going to get into my predictions, but I, I think we're going to do some crazy things this year. I'm just pumped about our whole. I'm pumped about our lineup. Just and we'll get, get to get the rid, lineup because rid of our second baseman. I'm just pumped about this whole team. <laughs> the lineup does excite me. I think the lineup. It's nice. I, I'm very happy with the lineup. I have a lot of questions about pitching. Yeah, I know, but Josh, um, then you start watching Matt Harvey pitch and you know, watch Bruce sounds... Zimmerman pitch. And like, you just, oh. right. this happens every spring to me. This happens every spring where you just convince yourself, oh, we could win 110 um, games. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Right. Remember Jake Fox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to keep things in perspective. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch Matt Harvey and Bruce Zimmerman. Guys. Oh, and, but and don't sleep Orioles... on my guy today, Cesar Valdez. That guy is crazy. Right. Is Valdez throwing a, a knuckleball? He's not he, a knuckleballer, right? No, but he's throwing. I mean, his fastball is in the mid eighties. He's throwing junk. I mean. He's throwing junk, junk. He's throwing, but he's getting out. Yeah, but I was listening to on the Verge podcast. They had yeah. on the Verge. Yeah, and, they do a great uh, about. They focus on the prospects coming up, right? So and they had job. a guy, Loggenhagen. Is that a name? I think that's the name that they had on a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about how one thing he would like to see the Orioles do and what these good teams do is they have a bunch of guys who like th- for, for, in, in the bullpen who throw really hard, got the good spin rate, right? You're throwing 97, you're getting a lot of strikeouts. And then to like mix things up, you have kind of a funky dude. You have a funky dude with kind That's of a sidearm. That's my point. Whatever. And Cesar Valdez is our funky dude, right? We got a bunch of guys out there throwing hard, and he's our funky dude. Let right. me go up there and throw 82. Not knuckleball, but that same type of idea. Right. Let but me remember, throw up their junk and, uh, and get people right. out. That's what I've been saying. I'm saying Harvey in the seventh, knuckleball in the eighth, uh, Tanner Scott in the ninth. That's what I've been asking for. Yeah, that's the only thing that has me a little bit down in the Orioles is I am really down about the Hunter Harvey deal because yeah, he adds again. a lot to the back end of our bullpen, and that's uh, I'm a little nervous about the back end of our bullpen. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, hopefully he's not out too far long, but yeah, that's no good. Yeah, he was placed on the 60-day DL this past week, and so yeah, right. hopefully so he's... At least, is that 60 days from when he got hurt or 60 days from opening day? I think it starts from when he got hurt. So I think he'd come back, you know... Bef- not 60 days from the start of the season, but I'm not sure on that. I, yeah. I just, I assume. I don't know. And there's rumors um, that Chris Davis might be heading that same route. Right. But this but, is again. But why, again, why delay it? 
Well, I don't even understand. And we talked about this last week, and we still have, there's no insight into what's happening with Chris Davis. Right. Back. It's just strange. all weird to me. Yeah, it's just all weird. Yep. Like we know, like I feel with the oblique, like we get it with Hunter Harvey, but like the first game, he kind of tweaked it, and then he was day to day, and he's been kind of day to day for what three weeks I, now. I, I don't weird. know. I know that I am 41 years old, and I am if I play a softball game, play a basketball game, I'm day to day for a week. It's what happens when you're old; <laughs> your body's sore. So I, it's weird to be day to day. And disappeared. Yeah, now, but everybody I think, gets sore and you can still play through it, though. I know. I know. That's what I mean. So the back soreness that you can't play through seems strange. Yeah. I also know it's stranger because we do not have reporters there. Right, so we have right. no coverage. So right. it makes it even, even more like, what's even like when we don't like what is Chris Davis doing? Is he working out? Apparently he, he's there. But nobody he's, knows. He's there? Is he? Uh, yeah, what's he doing? Day? Who knows? Is, is he doing bad practice? Is he doing baseball drills at all? Is right. he able to do anything? I don't nope. know. Nobody knows. It's, yeah. uh, but if you look at the injuries outside of Hunter Harvey, Josh, Hyde kind of made out like a bandit on these injuries. Uh, right? DJ Stewart's things a little bit. Uh, does it, though? I mean, because you got a full outfield, but he you got was, a full outfield. Did you? Yeah. Did you see some it, of the spray charts coming out and facts about like DJ Stewart being the guy to, that Oriole fans need to be excited for and watching for? Yeah, there was an article. I'm so bad at names. Was it Mike Petrillo? 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 Yeah. Who made a comparison? Did you see this comparison? It was in the article. I read the article. It was in a comparison. The comparison was as far as the the walk rate and whatever the spray yeah. chart. I don't know what it all is. But comparing, I just remember the comparison. I don't remember anything else because <laughs> it's like when you saw the comparison and then your eyes blurred over everything else. No, and that's comparing how... to, to to Juan Soto, to Juan Soto, right? And no, like exactly. not saying he's Juan Soto, but saying like he has all these metrics that line up with Juan Soto. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was reading the same stuff where it was like saying, "Look at this spray chart," and it was like everyone that like it, they were comparing him to was just like all stars. Yeah, and, and there was, I mean, we remember well, like there was a week or two weeks where he was freaking Babe Ruth, um, and then he came back down to earth, but then he's also been hurt a lot, but he's always had a high OBP, like that's been his thing, is to get on base a lot and walk a lot, um, so right. he he's a guy that, yeah, I think the jury's still out on him, but I think for Mike, for manager Hyde, to have a maybe start on the DL and spend some time at the alternative camp while you kind of figure things out. Because one of the problems that emerged, a good problem is that Cedric Mullins has been playing his butt off. Yep. And so now I like at the beginning of the season, I would not have projected Cedric Mullins to be on the open day roster. Now it looks like he's going to be in the open day lineup. And, it's very right. likely he's in the open day lineup, not just and, the open day roster. Right. And what you're seeing this week is you're seeing uh manager Hyde, trying to figure out how to fit Mullins and Hayes into the same lineup. Yep. So you've seen Hayes move to right field a lot and yeah. Mullins in center field, which is, uh, which, I like you. I like you. No, I know. I'm it a looks fan. great. It's just it's two nothing. athletic outfielders out there. It's when we're two used athletic outfielders that, have, that both have injury problems. It's like we were expecting one of them to be there. Yeah. Like, like I, was, I was expecting um, uh, Dwight Smith Jr. in left. Um, Stevie Wilkerson in center and DJ Stewart having balls bounce off his head in right field. And now all of a sudden you look up and we have uh, two really good outfielders in Cedric Mullins and, and Hayes. And then if you put Mountcastle on left, who I think has been playing really well, that's, uh, that's, I think a good defensive outfield. I agree. 
And so, and the DJ Stewart thing also, I think it will allow not only Cedric Mullins to be there because he would be there regardless, but I think the guy that might have lucked out with DJ Stewart is Rui Ruiz, where Ruiz, I don't know, Josh, like Ruiz is interesting, right? Because Miguel Franco looks good. He said today, Miguel Franco said today that he will be ready for opening day. Manager Hyde is putting him in the lineup every day like he's going to play him. You know, like he's going to get him ready for opening day. And so if Franco makes opening day, the question of Ruiz and where his spot on the, is on this team is kind of interesting. Uh, Bowie. Project Bowie. For Ruiz? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really fit on your bench. Yeah. You a guy like that on your bench. He only really plays third base unless you're thinking about Miguel Franco more right. as, a, you know, DH first base. But, but you've like, got a lot of DH first base. You don't need Riaz. Yeah, I mean, you could, while you're waiting for Stewart to come back, you could DH Franco some um, when you bench Mullins and put Santander in right, and, you know, Franco can go to DH and Ruiz go to third. So you could play with that a little bit while you wait for DJ Stewart, I think. But then what's the point? Like, What's the point of putting Ruiz at third base, you know, twice a week? Like, what's the point? Um, I'd rather him be a buoy or, or, or not on the roster, right? Just right. And again, I want Franco. I'm, I'm right. kind of done with Reese. No, no, I agree. And even guys like what's exciting is that guys in Bowie are still guys to be excited for. They're not necessarily in Bowie because they didn't make the squad. They're guys who are going to be part of this team in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what like, and that's what also you think about the over under, like just think about the over under for 64 and a half games. Yeah. And then you think about, well, you know, what if we trade Franco what if we trade Harvey? Like, what if we trade some of these pieces at the deadline? Will we get a lot worse? And I come back to, like, no, I don't think we'll get, we'll get a lot worse because we're going to replace those guys with kind of some young, exciting, talented guys. Um, like, we got guys, and we talked about them before, like you, like you, you know, Diaz and the pitchers galore, right? With Zach Lothar and Bruce Zimmerman, if he starts down there. Right. And Michael Bauman. We got a ton of um, talented pitchers down there as well. So I, I don't think we'll get worse when we – start needing to go a little bit deeper into our organization. I think we have, yeah, talent that's there waiting to, to help. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm again, there's whole lot, there's a whole lot of question marks, but I think you and I are both feeling good about those question marks and leaning more towards the positive of those question marks. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I've, yeah, I've been pleased with what I've seen in spring training. Like, if you look at, okay, so, like, for example, and I know, like, we can't read too too much in the spring training, but now we're, we're getting to the end of it. We have, like, a week right. left of spring training. So nine, it is what days, it is. nine days till opening day. Yeah. And so if you look at who has kind of the most hits on the team, at the top, like, you just, you know, you, you, you search most hits. It's all the guys that you want to see. Austin Hayes is first. Trey Mancini. Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mattcastle, Anthony Santander, like that's your top five. Like that's who you want to see in top five for hits for you. Young players, players who are part of your future, right? Like that's that that's the yeah. crew. Um, I mean, if you look at some of the stats, like what's I know no one's talking about Santander, but what Santander is doing with the walks is on a on a different level. The dude has an on-base percentage, and and it's not, it's not, I mean, he's played in 13 games, right? He's had only 29 at bats only because the walks don't count as at bats and he's had 10 walks. He has an on base percentage of four, eight, seven. 
So he's almost getting on base half the time <laughs> in spring training. It's crazy. That's Barry Bonds stuff number yeah. right there. Um, and then you look at who's leading the team in home runs. Oh, a guy named Ryan Mountcastle, who's been freaking locked in over the past week. That's just so exciting. He, if you think about Cedric Mullins, not only does Cedric Mullins have, have 11 hits, um, six of them have been extra base hits. He's got four doubles, a triple, and a home run. Like, that's, that's cool. Now, and he's only had six strikeouts in, four, in 483 at-bats. Now, the downside for Cedric Mullins is he only has one walk, which concerns me a little bit. Right. Ryan Mountcastle, by the way, this is not surprising. Ryan Mountcastle has zero walks in all those at-bats. Right. But also, Mullins has had the most at-bats, and he's still holding his own. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's been up there all the time. And yeah. you're not even mentioning the face of the organization, Trey Mancini. Right, who's had who's a really good spring. Coming back from cancer and having a great season. We all talk about, oh, well, getting into opening day shape. And, oh, what does COVID do for pitchers being in opening day shape? And I feel like we've calmed down a little bit on that. Can pitchers pitch 162 games or whatever and all that? But come on, this guy he just had cancer treatment a year ago. And he comes out and he's looking great. Yeah, and at first there were some strikeouts there. And at first he was just like hitting singles. It was like single, single, single. It was like, right, right, where's the power? And then the past week, like he, now he hit a home run today. Like the power is just kind of coming alive the past well, week. Well, he was probably working on contact for that first week or two. Yeah, all that uh, makes perfect sense when you've been out of baseball for a year that you would just start yeah. trying to make contact. And then the power comes back. Um, and the guy who's been the best offensively, better than all of them, is Austin Hayes, right? Who has two home runs, batting 375 over the course of the, of the, of the spring, leads the team in hits. Um, he leads the team in batting average. He's been fantastic. Has an on base percentage over 400. Right. So, so there's just a lot to be excited about in, in this, with this young offense. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. So this young offense, we're excited about the, the bats. So what do you see this lineup looking like? All right. Here's my, and let me know if you disagree for me, Josh, Okay, so I have I'm, – I'm having – so I'm starting with an outfield that includes Mullins and Hayes. Mullins, uh, Hayes, right. Mountcastle. Yep, your match, yours matches mine. Santander at DH. For me, the hardest decision in this lineup is where to put Cedric Mullins. Oh, see, that was easy for me. Where, like, where, where, where would you have him, top or bottom of your lineup? <laughs> I've got him at the top. Yeah. Because see, of that on-base percentage. Well, no, 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 Josh. That's 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 why I wouldn't have him at the top. His on base percentage. He's only has one walk all the whole freaking spring training. If you look at the uh, on base percentage, it's two six seven. His batting average is two five six. His on base percentage is two six seven. All right. So who you want to put up there, Hayes? I mean, I like the doubles from the leadoff spot with Cedric Mullins. Um, but yeah. So so anyway, in my lineup, I I was struggling with where to put Mullins because if you put him. At leadoff, it is cool that you can push then Austin Hayes, Santander, like push all those good hitters down, and like you just it makes your lineup look a lot stronger. But no, I have Austin Hayes at right field, batting leadoff. Okay, I you can easily convince me of that. Number two, I have Anthony Santander at DH. That that uh, matches mine. And and part of, and you could interchange him with Trey Mancini. But I like all the walks in spring training. I think top of the order, he's a good hitter and maybe get get, get on base for your three and four hitter. Um, number three, I have first base, Trey, Trey Mancini. Agreed. Number four, I have left field, Ryan Mountcastle. It matches me. Number five, or batting fifth, I should say, number five. Batting fifth, I have uh, third base, Michael Franco. Okay. I can, uh, okay. I can do that. 
I had Hayes there. Okay, but if you I, go with I, Mullins at leadoff and Hayes yeah, there, I, I can see that. Hayes there because I didn't want to move Hayes all the way to the bottom because he's been getting on base. Yeah. All right, but I can give you Franco. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, if you're gonna, if Mullins works out, I mean, I love Mullins to play to hit leadoff if he can do it well. I don't, I don't know. Um, batting six, I have Freddie Galvis at shortstop. Fine. Batting Nothing. seven. Seven. Who you got? Seven. Severino. All right. Forgot about Severino. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it goes with the seven. Seven right. Severino. Uh huh. All right. Now you're gonna hide a guy at eight. Well, eight is where I hid. Well, not where I hid, but eight's where I put Cedric Mullins. Oh, because you put Hayes at the top? Yeah, but Hayes at the top. And so I have Cedric Mullins at eight. And again, I don't know really where to fit him because I also, like, in when one Why lineup. Why putting him in eighth? Well. Why wouldn't you have him in ninth for the turnaround? I know, but Josh. So you got Mullins. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about the turnaround. And, 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 like, in my first lineup, I had him batting six. And now I kind of like him better at six. I don't know because. But then he strikes out too much, and I don't know. Yeah, but um, what do you want, Urias at ninth? Well, I have Sanchez, but Urias is whatever. If, <laughs> I mean, you can put Urias there, too. I don't know who's going to be starting second baseman, Urias or Sanchez. <laughs> so you just have second base yeah. as ninth. I, I, can we talk about second base? These guys, Sanchez and Urias, can I say it? Is it too early to say it? They're both bums. They are. <laughs> yes, you're totally right. Like, I, this is why I was hoping, like, Richie Martin would get workouts at second base or something. I mean – Sanchez has played like he played for the White Sox for a while, but he's never played in more than like 25 games in, in, in a single season. Never has hit for average. Um, he's 28. He's not like he's a kid anymore. And Urias is similar at 26, but he's never he's never been well, a successful ma- ma- major league player. Right. And that's why the Orioles brought in Jemiah Jones. Yeah. Who also can't play baseball. Yeah. Well, why, why do you say he can't play baseball? He's batting. Uh, he's batting one fifty. Oh yeah, but I think I think Jemai Jones at least has like he has one home run upside and potential. Like I think Jemai Jones, I think it's really interesting what they've done with him in that he's played almost exclusively at second base in spring training, right? Which tells me they're going to send him to Bowie, Project Bowie, yeah, Project Bowie. Really try to turn him into an everyday second baseman, so but we don't have to watch freaking Urias or Sanchez all all year. Yeah, and I get that, and I understand that. But his MLB career is 173. Yeah, but Josh, he's only played in, in a handful. He was tweaking his swing. <laughs> Josh, there, there's a reason. There's a reason that we got Alex. There's a reason that the Angels <laughs> traded him for Alex Cobb, right? It's not like we. It's all not right. like we traded. But but you know, you know Dare for him. You know who has a better batting average? Who? But Chris Davis, you're gonna say Chris Davis. <laughs> <laughs> but but Josh, that doesn't also make you think? Like where my mind when I was just thinking about it with this Sanchez and Urias nonsense going on, my mind can't help but go to there's a guy we had last year who played second base and hit at the top of our lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think our lineup would be better oh, with yeah. Hanser Alberto. Also than a nice big smile be. on the bench. Yeah, like I, I and and he signed a freaking minor league contract with Kansas City, and I think, oh man, I think our, we would have been better off with Alberto than Sanchez Urias. Like, and I wasn't a huge Alberto guy, um, but still, you know, Sanchez and Urias are two of the most like. This is we're gonna have a quiz in like 2023. Remember who our second baseman was in 2021, and no one's gonna remember that it was. Who our opening day second baseman was, no one's going to remember who our opening day second baseman was in 2021. 
No one will. Yeah. Even me, as I'm talking about it now, I know by 2022, I would have forgotten that Sanchez was on our team. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an article from, when is this, March 7th. Hanser Alberta, who signed a minor league deal with the Royals this offseason, is 3-for-10 in spring this spring in the first five games. He's showing why he is such a good fit for the club. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he would have been upgraded over Sanchez. Yeah. Are your eyes. Uh, here's and another it, article. Hanser Alberto, hot in the Cactus League. So, yeah, he would have been better. Nice. Yeah, I mean, and the reason I like Franco, too, at third base, the signing, is because we have no depth at third base, specifically upper minor league depth. Like, we have Bannon, who's kind of a utility guy, and that's kind of it at third base, along with Ruiz. And the kind of the same, a similar story with second base. Um, unless maybe you want to swing Mason McCoy, right, who who is a hot upper AAA or a AA, AAA shortstop. You want to switch to him to second base, maybe. Um, but really, there's no there's we got Jemai Jones, and I think that's also the reason why we brought Jemai Jones is in is to add depth to that position right. because we really have no upper minor league depth at the second base position either. Like we have a lot of outfielders, we have a yep. bunch of starting pitchers, um, but second base we are lacking. Yeah, we've got um, yeah we got shortstop, third baseman's on the pro- on the come up, but uh, yeah, I don't know any second baseman's. Because a lot of yeah. times you're hiding someone at second base. Yeah, or, or maybe, like, it's very likely. we got a, a lot of shortstop we've drafted, drafted recently, like that Westerberg guy. Um, and I mentioned McCoy as well. Um, and so maybe, like, you could take a shortstop and swing him over to the second base if he is not good enough to play a shortstop. Yeah, right. Sure, anything's possible like that. Yeah. Um, but but I, I didn't want to end on the negative of the second base. I think our line about side of that is looks good. Like Hayes, mm-hmm. Santander, Mancini, Mountcastle, Franco, yeah. Galvis, Severino, Mullins. That's, that's seven, eight runs a night. Yeah. I just decided right now I'm moving Mullins ahead of Severino. Sorry, Severino. You're going to the eighth spot and Mullins going to the seventh spot. But, All right. So you're not worried about that wraparound. But that's – no, I don't care about the wraparound, Josh. What, is the, what does it even mean? I, don't, I never really understood that. Like a second leadoff hitter at ninth? I don't even really understand that. Well, that means if you have – if you have Hayes, or no, Mullins, if you have Mullins at first, then Hayes comes up behind them. So you have Hayes bat ninth, he gets on first base. Then Mullins comes up behind, or Hayes comes up behind Mullins, can hit a double, All right, Josh, and, and he can score. All right, but how often will Mullins lead off the inning in the ninth hole? You're just assuming that he will always lead off the inning in the ninth hole? Yeah, because you got second base and Severino in front of him. That's two outs. No, it's at the double play every time. Right, so Severino exactly. bats eight, hits his in the double play, and then yeah. Mullins leads off. Okay, yes. fine. Something like that. All right. But no, the I think we're going to score a lot of runs this year. This year, I do. I think we're going to score a lot right. of runs. I, I'm pumped about Mountcastle. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, hey, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just pumped about this team. I'm pumped you about th- this offense. You think next week we can get Bert on here for some bold predictions? Oh yeah, please. Let's get him on for and, our final show. And let's play a little uh, game where season. Where does Bert know this Oriole? Yeah, he doesn't know Yamar Sanchez. <laughs> no, There's, no, he doesn't. And, he doesn't or Jemai Jones. Yeah. yeah, he might know Jemai Jones, but Franco, he does not know Franco's an Oriole. He might recognize the name, but not know it's an Oriole. I was hanging out with Bert last weekend. Well, kind of. We went to the zoo, Baltimore Zoo. Mm-hmm. Like families, and he was there. I didn't really talk to him that much. But... 
<laughs> right. Well, you, it was hard to talk through the masks and six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And with, uh, you know, elephants being noisy without a mask on in the background. What? The elephants don't have to wear masks? No, I know. I know. Man. Though I wanted to though, see that nose all rolled up inside of a mask. Though next to the lions, there was like an extra gate saying you couldn't get too close to the lions because COVID can be transmitted to animals. Wait, really? Yeah, that was the sign that said that. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard That's that That's my one. paraphrase. That's the sign that said that. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I know it didn't say stay away. Right. Yeah, it didn't say and lions can eat you. Yeah, no, it was very. It was a fancy way of saying like, though that you could pass COVID to these animals. So back if, up. But if I'm so close to a lion that I can pass COVID, then that lion can definitely eat me. Yeah, it was weird, right? Because there was that little guard that said that, right. and then at, beyond that guard was this huge glass wall that no one could get by. Anyway, so I don't right, know. I'm not going to be three feet within a, a lion. Yeah, I agree. What, are you going to be six feet though? Well, no. I, I think the CDC just dropped it to three feet, right? Well, no, only three feet. Um, like um, wearing a mask, and the lions. I'm wearing a mask, so it's still okay, six, so it's feet be six feet without Fine. masks. I still, I've seen uh, the Lion King. I'm pretty sure a lion can jump six feet. Yeah. Well, all right. But anyway, I think our I think our offense is going to be a lion this year. Yeah. Um. How about how about the rotation? What do you think this rotation looks like? I mean, yeah. Harvey's in this rotation now. I've seen enough from Harvey. He's in it. Well, and, I, and we said even before his last start, and he was really effective in his last start, that Matt Harvey just throwing 95 with movement on his fastball. Whatever they said, 96. Yeah, hit, not, hit not, not 96. Like, you can't not keep that guy on the roster. Even if even if he gave up a bunch of runs in his last start, which he you did. You got to see it out. You got Yeah, you got to see, can, can you reclaim this? And, and I don't think, I, mean, I don't think the Dark Knight is back. I, I don't think he's going to go back to his, his former self because you know i'm an orioles fan i can't think that but i i I can think that he can go back to being you know a serviceable starter Mm -hmm. um one of our you know uh, one of our best five starters which again maybe not saying a whole lot for us like did you ever see the movie uh logan about wolverine or he's no. an old guy, and he's not the Wolverine that, like you know that you knew as a kid. Yeah. And the old Wolverine. He's now an old retired guy, but he can still kill a bunch of children if they yeah. come running at him. Absolutely. And so yeah, and I think Matt Harvey can 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 do the same. Not you know kill a bunch of children, but can <laughs> right. get a bunch of guys out. Um, but it was announced that our opening day starter is John Means. Yeah, no surprise. Though I though I, I would like Matt Harvey to be it, but I, but John Means is obvious choice. Yeah, and you know, at this point, this is a time where, like, manager Hyde has to figure this out, right? Because you have to know who your open day starter is. You have to know who your number two right. starter is. So they use you them properly line now. Up. Yeah, yeah, you got to line up the last spring training games. Yep. Um, so, but so we know John Means is our number one. We don't know anyone else, right? We don't know anyone else as far as making the team or what order those those slot in. Because the order really doesn't matter once you get past John Means. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, there, there's no one who's a set number two. No one who's right. a set number three. There's no – they're all guys that are back end of the rotation guys. Right. So you're filling it with fours and fives, so it doesn't really matter where they go. Right. Yeah, I agree. And so you have John Means, and then like, I, I guess, you know, Keegan Aiken or Dean Kramer will be number two. I think the, I think the guy who is really interested in me, who I don't know, see, people seem to be saying this is going to be the last man off. 
is Wade LeBlanc, right? Is Wade LeBlanc going to make this team as a starter? Is he going to make this team as a bullpen arm? Like, I, that's the guy I don't know about. Yeah. Because I think they go with John Means and Dean Kramer and Keegan Aiken. And, and I think I, and I Matt really Harvey. Want, and then it's I like Jorge Zimmerman. Lopez. It's Jorge Lopez, Zimmerman, and LeBlanc. Yeah. It's those three guys. But I think over the course of the season, like, stuff happens. And Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they're all going to get their opportunities to, to pitch. And if they don't, I think it's good to have this kind of level of depth where if they don't pitch well, you can um, replace them. Hernandez is starting to throw. I think tomorrow he throws like light yeah. toss or something. But he won't right? be ready for opening day. Yeah. So Hernandez won't be here for opening day. But Which again, is good. this is a net, like a, a manager Hyde injury that's worked out well for him. Right. Because now manager Hyde has to make his decision between seven guys and it would have been eight, but now it's just seven guys. Which is good. Um, yeah, so I'm curious to see if it's Zimmerman or LeBlanc or Lo- or Lopez in that kind of fifth spot. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if spring training stats matter, right? Does it matter that Kramer has an ERA over seven because of what he did last year? I don't know. I it might it might mean hey go start in Bowie for a while, but then there's also talk of a six man rotation. Yeah. So the six man rotation will could balance that out, and that could be how you get uh, Zimmerman and Lopez in here. Yeah, but doesn't also that mean? And I guess depends how you finagle it. But wouldn't that mean like means pitching less? Like I yes. want means pitching every fifth day. Right, but remember, there's also talk of uh, because of COVID year, the pitchers aren't up to pitching every five days or every six days. Right. So, so I maybe think that's also part of it is long, to longevity, longevity. purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go with um, six pitchers. Uh, but, but remember, we talked earlier, Wade DeBlanc is the one that on paper makes the most sense to put him in so we can trade him. Right. So having him in Bowie does not help that function. So there's, they're going to try to fit him into here. Yeah that, that, yeah, that makes sense to me, too. And, and even, like, there's talk about maybe putting LeBlanc in the bullpen. But, again, if you want to showcase him as a potential trade chip, you want to start him. Exactly. Yep. And I would say the same with this Matt. Like, I look at Matt Harvey, right? Isn't Matt Harvey, you try to reclaim him oh, yeah. but so Matt you can Harvey, trade him? Yeah, Matt Harvey's not going in the bullpen. He's a he's a, a flip guy. Yeah. If you can somehow recapture, yeah, his his loss, his his, oh. his greatness. If he starts out hot, you start you start making phone calls immediately. Yeah. I mean you that's give him what, three games and you start making moves. Yeah. Yeah, but that's one of those things where, like, I don't know, like, for another team, um, how much, like, with Matt Harvey, like, the more he pitches, like, I want to see him pitch more, not less, right? Like, because I would be skeptical of two or three or even four good starts from Matt Harvey if I was another team. Maybe. I don't know. We've seen teams jump and make other – I mean, yes, but we've seen teams – pay more for guys on short wins. Yeah. And, and there I was, guess there's a lot of hype about Martin, about Matt Harvey's like reclamation project and the, the stuff that he did this off season. Yeah. And, and I guess, and if you look at last season, um, Richard Blyer, we traded really early into the season. And so you, yep. you never know about those deals too, where you assume nothing will happen until the trade deadline, but then stuff does happen. Right. Yeah. And, so yeah, that's he's, that's another. He's with the Yankees this year, isn't he? Richard Blyer? Yeah. Or no. did I just make that up? Oh you no, no. Up. O'Day. O'Day's with the Yankees. O'Day's with the Yankees. Everyone that's, else with the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Gotcha. 
A hey, uh, question over on Facebook. Kyle is wondering, his fantasy draft is this weekend. He wants to draft an Oriole. Who's the top <laughs> Oriole he should draft for a keeper league? Um, so clearly it's something where you're, you want them to be serviceable this year, but really you're holding into the future. Who would you take? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how fantasy baseball works as far as I assume you want walks and home runs and doubles and hits and stuff. Right. Um, so, I mean, don't, the guy I immediately go don't to. Don't take a pitcher. Yeah, don't take a pitcher. And, and even like saves, because I think a lot of fantasy baseball still has saves as a stat. But we're, my manager Hyde is full in closure mm-hmm. by committees here. Yes. So there will be yeah. no closer. Don't worry about the save stat in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, though I would probably say Ryan Mountcastle. But. He's not going to get you steals or anything, but he'll right. get, he's not going to get you walks, but he'll get, you, he'll get you hits and home runs. So I would go with Ryan Mountcastle. All right, that works. I'm going to go with DJ Stewart because okay. if the projections, you're talking about a keeper league, and if the projections are true, that's a guy you might be able to draft late in the draft, but he's got a potential. Well, he, he'll probably go undrafted depending on how, how many teams are in the, in the league. Well, but it depends the, if, it's, if it's a league of Oriole fans or not. Yeah, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not you know, we, we play a lot of fantasy football, and we see Ravens get taken earlier than they should. Yeah, I would also say, I mean, the guy I would put, I mean, I put a lot of guys for D.J. Stewart. I would also put Austin Hayes near the top of that list because Austin Hayes has had a freaking on-fire spring. If he can stay healthy, I think Austin Hayes can be one of our best players, and he can steal the occasional base, and he can hit for power and also hits a bunch of doubles. Yep. So, yeah, Austin Hayes would be, it would be Ryan Mountcastle and then Austin Hayes and then Santander. there. Right. Something there is another good one. All right. Um, yeah, so we went through the question. we went through the Orioles Dominican Republic news. We went through the lineup. We went through oh, the hey, rotation. Real quick on the lineup, I I was dismissing Sanchez too quickly. He has played. <laughs> he has played in 2017, 18, and 19. He played over 140 games. So I was dismissing him as mm-hmm. a career backup. But it's still, right. his, his MLB average, his batting average over what a bunch of seasons, mm-hmm. five, six seasons is two forty five. So even when he played those long seasons, that's all right. You had the stats wrong, but you were yeah. committed. I was committed. See that. But yeah, that's, that, that's us. <laughs> exactly. Um, you ready to get to a little ball four? Oh, sure. Got some music for ball four now, since I could never find the sound effect I wanted. Figured some background music for ball four would work. You want to go ball one or you want me to take ball one? Sure, Judge. When you mentioned some podcast just a minute ago. Yeah. Um, so I was going to do do my ball, ball fours for podcasts, um, baseball podcasts. Okay. I'm going to stay away from Orioles podcasts Cause just because I don't want to offend uh-huh. anybody. Because by leaving someone off the list, there's a bunch of great Orioles podcasts. I don't want to offend anybody. Right. You've only got one ball. I only got, I only got two balls. Okay, you only got two balls. I have two right, balls. Right, How many right. balls you got, Josh? You got one over there? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was talking to Caleb two. Joseph. <laughs> yeah, I got two. Um, so there's, there's there's two sports podcasts that I listen to, and these are the only two. I'm open for suggestions. All I've right. tried a bunch, and these are the only two I can get into. All right. The first one. I'm with you. I'm on two that I listen is, to. Is, I, I really like, and I know a lot of people don't like I, I'm a huge fan of Buster Olney's podcast. And so my ball one is the Baseball Tonight podcast with yep. Buster Olney. I agree. That's my baseball podcast. I think it's good. He does. It's short segments. He does, you know, a numbers thing. He does one with a reporter I like, like 
say it's good. It's good. Yeah, I uh, I also like the baseball barbecue podcast that I think I mentioned at the top of the show. Yeah. Okay, I have to check that one out. I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's been a while since I listen. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I listen to that one. What, all right. That's my so, ball one. You go ball. All right. Two. My uh, ball it's two is gonna be uh, driving lessons. I started teaching Emma how to drive yesterday. Oh, that sounds far from She got her learner's permit. I took her over to a big parking lot around here over at the uh, World Golf Hall of Fame. There's a big abandoned empty parking lot. And uh, let her drive around. We the car moves at like five miles an hour, <laughs> going in loops around the parking lot. Josh, I stress out when Emily drives. Like I don't even like when anyone else is in the driver's seat besides yeah. me. Like it stresses me out. We, I can't imagine having a sixteen-year-old learn to drive. Like, I that had would one, me out. one moment where I was like, well, "Stop, stop, stop!" Because you were about to hit a curb at five miles an hour. <laughs> so, um, and I remember when I was on a drive, there was at least three times where I mistook the brake for the gas pedal. Like that yeah. happened to me when like, I was first learned that, to drive. Well, that's like an old fear. person thing where they crash through the Seven Eleven or something. Yeah, or through their uh, garage the door. Mat, yeah. yeah. Um. So she did good first time out. Did good. Right. Uh, it's gonna be a while until we get out of the parking lot. All right. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I guess it's a new thing as a dad yeah. for me. Is she, is, is she excited about it? Is she? Yeah, does she I, like it? She does. She did the class, got her learner's permit. Okay. And now she's um, now she's yeah, has to do the drive-in. And Florida's weird when you get your learner's permit, no matter what age you are. And it might not be Florida's weird. It might just be different from when you and I were kids. Right. That she has to keep her learner's permit for a year. Oh. So she can't get her license for at least a year from now. I thought in Florida, based on what our news stories, that you didn't even need to have any type of license to drive or anything. You could just, you know, I, anyone could just get behind the wheel. There's a law, but I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people <laughs> in Florida that do not follow that law. Yeah. That grow up driving their, their tractors and suddenly they're driving the pickup trucks. And my ball two is another, not baseball podcast, but a sports podcast. And unfortunately, most of the baseball talk is focused on the Nationals. Um, and in some ways, it's not even a sports podcast because they dissect from sports so much that I don't even know if it's right to call it a sports podcast. Um, but he's a, he's a sports reporter, so it's the Tony Kornheiser show, which right. I absolutely love. That's my favorite podcast on my app. That's a, daily, that's a daily podcast too, right? Uh, Tony's gotten a little bit lazy as he's gotten older, so now right. it's like three days a week. But yeah, All right, gotcha. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one in a while, and I listen to uh, Glenn Clark Radio as my oh, local that's a good podcast. Yeah. That's the local daily podcast I recommend all the time. Is and that your the... ball four? Or are you just hopping on my ball? I'm just jumping on your ball. Okay. Uh, Get your own ball. All right, my ball four is RBI Baseball 21. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad about this. Okay. I talk, texted you about it. and yeah. said, hey, it's only 30 bucks. It's out now, and you can play online against people. This game sucks. Oh, it does. Do oh, not no. buy this game for 29 bucks. It should be $9.99. Uh, every time I play, I try to play someone online, it says it can't find anyone. So clearly, I'm the only person in America that bought this game. How does this game suck? Just recreate RBI Baseball and that, put it so you can play online. How hard is this? Because they tried to improve the graphics. Oh, but no. Noth- but nothing else. So you'll see your guy and like he's all jerky, but the graphics look good. Don't improve the graphics. Just no, have the it, same game. That, no, you're mis- they, they totally made mistakes with trying to make it good without having the engine to power it. So don't buy the $29.99 game. Wait and spend the $60, $70, bucks, whatever it is, when MLB The Show comes out in a month. 
because then that'll have all the players you want and all the stuff, and it's actually a good game. So yeah. do not buy RBI Baseball 21. All right. Except Thanks I do one. like RBI Baseball on the iPhone. I don't the, I don't think the new one's out yet, but I enjoy sitting at Camden oh, yeah, Yards I pregame. A, I had that a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that if that's like 5 10 bucks, I will buy that, but do yeah. not buy it for the PlayStation. All it's right. a waste. Oh, All and right. a quick update. Still don't have that PlayStation 5 I paid for Shut at the beginning up. of February. Shut up. What, what, what's in that latest excuse? I need to start writing down these excuses because there's things I want to get out of. Now that COVID is wrapping up, I need to get out of things. And so I'm going to start right. stealing some of these guys' excuses. What's I the knew, next one? I knew I was going to talk about RBI Baseball. So I messaged him uh, today. Where is it? Um, I messaged him at 7.06 tonight, which is when I wrote down what my ball four would be because right, I right. wanted an update. I said, I said, hey, what's the next PS5 projection? And he said, tonight for sure. I'm literally waiting for him to get home, and then I'll pick it up. And uh, no update yet. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> How many times has he used the phrase for sure in all those A hundred times. A hundred <laughs> times. Um, now, he also once in a while will say, hey, your podcast looks good. But I doubt he's ever checked it out to the end of the podcast. Yeah. So um, he for sure hasn't. For no, sure. He's, no, I don't <laughs> think so. But uh, he knows. I give him a hard time because I'll. It used to be I'd bug him every day. Then I got bored. So now I give him every few days where I'll send him a message, and his response is always, "It's coming tonight, or definitely tomorrow." Yeah. And then there's always a follow-up when I text him and say, "So not tonight." And I he's just, like, oh, I definitely just tomorrow. So much in the near future, he needs something from you, and you can give him that for sure it's coming uh-huh. for a month. Like that's we need to we need some revenge here. Where... <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure out a good way to get back to him. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. So. so all right, that that's a good update. That's a good update. I'm looking for I'm gonna be the moment you get your PS5, I'm a little <laughs> dis, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm gonna be a little bit sad that this is we're no longer be a recording segment on our show. It sucks because I want the PS5 because uh I, I want to play you paid for it. I paid <laughs> for it. it. <laughs> Technically I paid for two because I paid for one for a guy from work. So I'd like to get that money back. But I'm also Did the guy from work get 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 his? No. I bought two for him and said, hey, you can pay me once I get them in. Oh, so so you have to get it before you can get it. Right. So I have yeah. To, yeah, I'm not going to ask for it. Hey, can you give me the money? You'll get it in three months. For I'm sure. I'm not going to do but that say to my sure. guy. Say for sure what, you'll get for it. For sure, exactly. <laughs> what type of friend does that? But I also want to play it, and I wanna, I'm waiting to download the new Spider-Man game because I want the new PlayStation for it. So I'd like to do that, but I'm also entertained with the fact that every day there's a new excuse. It's really hilarious. Like this it is. is this is funny. It is. It's very entertaining. So uh, hopefully I'll have it tonight. Do you see him on a daily basis? No, you don't see him on a daily basis. I to, like talking about it. Does it make your conversations <laughs> awkward? Like this is now always hanging there. I see him probably twice a week. Okay. He's he's my softball coach. Okay. So I always tell him I'm not pitching unless my PlayStation shows up. That's good. And That's then it good. doesn't show up, and I say, you're lucky I love softball. <laughs> and I go pitch. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, right. uh, it's funny. That's funny. I, so next week, Josh, predictions. Yeah. Yeah, I got, bold I predictions got, next week. All my normal predictions are going to be bold predictions because I'm so pumped about this team. Well, let me cut that sound off. Time now for Bold Predictions. Yeah, That'll be week. next week. Yeah. Okay, between we're, and we already sne- we already gave a little sneak preview that we're saying the over. Yeah. We're both giving yeah. 65 wins. At should, least. I, should, 
Should, should I um, give another sneak preview? At this point right now, they might as well just pave the street into Baltimore with gold for all the World Series <laughs> parades we're going to have over the next decade after they build this facility in the DR. All right. All right. I, I hear you there. Um, I think it's also time because we did this last year and then uh, COVID ruined everything. Yeah. So it's also next week is time to bring back the Chris Davis bet. <laughs> yeah, the over. Yeah, I think we can the talk about Chris Davis. Davis. Over under amount of games yes. played. Uh, I think that, is, yeah, that's going to be the bet. Yeah, forget about home runs or batting average. Just how many times, how many at bats he will have. Um, I think will be a good over under. All right. But yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We'll try to get Bird on here too. Yeah, we'll see. Some, everyone, tweet at Bird. Come back on the show. You can follow him at Bert Rody. Leave us a review on iTunes. We already talked about all that stuff. Yep. Follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. And Josh, you want to say anything about Birdland here? We got uh, Birdland uh, Week. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Podcast Takeover Week for Birdland tonight right now. So make sure you're following Birdland Sports on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Hit the bell so you get your notifications. This week we've got The Warehouse, Bleacher Birds. Give that fan a podcast. Nate, hit the foul pole and the bat around all coming up in the next uh, five six days plus Thursday is the last spring training game on Masson and by last I mean the second spring training game second on Masson and, last. <laughs> and it's a night game which means Birdland tonight is coming up for our first post game show this yes. Thursday night so right. make sure you check that out and I mean nine days away we got Birdland tonight almost every night as the season starts Love so it. make sure you're following all that it's going to be fun alright boys and girls thanks for listening as always go O's This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 